With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recording started. What's up, everybody? My name is Brandon McClendon, aka VMAX78. This is episode eight of the, or episode seven of the anime dojo. We are going to get into something a little bit different tonight. Since we don't have another episode for Hell's Paradise right now, the next episode will be next weekend. We're going to do something where we're going to watch episode, rewatch episode seven, which was offer Flowers and Offering, which had a lot of story stuff in it. And we've watched this episode before, but we watched it um, subbed. And now we're going to watch it in English to see what, what they were actually saying. But also, did we get some of those answers right about what they're going to head next to? And maybe talk about the future, talk about the future of the season as what we will see next. I'm alongside Chris. Chris, how are you doing this evening? Doing pretty good, bro. As we're doing this, as we're kind of just going through this intro part, get up episode seven of the English dub of Hell's Paradise. Um, little programming note, next week, next Tuesday, it's actually going to be a little bit different. We are going to be, we are going to be watching episodes eight and uh, nine and not actually, so in this case, nine and nine, because we'll be at the they'll be right at with each other now. Um, of both shows, but me and Chris are both going to also be going to Acon here in the Dallas Fourth area, one of the biggest anime conventions in the United States next weekend. So, we're going to actually do a little bit of review of that as well, talking about our experience. This will be my eighth time going to this animation. This will be Chris's second time. We're gonna, lot, we're gonna do a lot more of the more nightlife stuff, which I've never done. So it's Chris, and he's seen the daytime stuff, but we want to do a lot more of the night stuff. Um, so we're going to do a special, like, talk about that. Talk about anime convention in general and what what our experience was this year just doing everything. So I hope you look forward to that. But as we as you have that up now, I'll say three, two, one, and then we'll get into it. Chris, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, then. So in three, two, one. Anybody that works from Crunchyroll, please update the 5.1 surround sound. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's probably on their list. That's probably on their list of things they're going to update eventually. Oh my.
was gonna say that's a nice animation going from female to male. Male without like changing much at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing the Sochi are the monsters, I assume, right? I believe so. Okay, that's what they're called. All right, that's what I figured, but it was not like I think we haven't heard what they're actually called in name. We just heard the you know most groups call them just monsters. Or... At least we know at this point what the what the I, well no well if you watch the Japanese version you know what the liquid is called that they're looking for and how it's made. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Maybe we'll actually hear what they're called in this episode in English. Yep. It's a bonsai tree? I did not know that that's what that was the first time around. I think she was just joking when she called him a bonsai tree. But, okay, I, I figured she was, but I'm like, she could also be telling the truth. So I'm like, we don't really, half times we don't know what she's trying to say. You know, but we do learn what he is. He is one of those old men type of deals. Yep. She actually admits it. Oh, she did admit it. So she says, I can't let you see all my tricks. Yep. Called it. Yeah, you did call that one. That was good. And she drinks the water. I thought she pours it on her. She actually drinks the water. I couldn't, the first time around, I couldn't tell if she was actually drinking it. But it brings a new meaning to making your girl wit. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Oh, man.
Nothing's ever simple. <laughs> Oh, Gabby Mario was going to go easy on her, but he was going to actually hurt her if he had to. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So that the, the first time we heard that line, I thought it was – he just sounded angry. My mother figure. Uh Yeah, so she was super excited about that. Okay, fair enough. I wonder how much of a trope that is in, in overseas. It's probably a pretty, pretty big trope. Oh, so, so that's actually his home. Okay. Not just yeah. the place. I love her demeanor now here in the English part. At first she was with Gary Mario. Yeah. We, can just have to, we can ask the little girl about this about the island. Well I trust I don't trust I don't trust I don't trust the tree thing. But then the once the tree thing said bath, she's like, okay, we'll go with you. And then Sergey is like, I don't I still don't trust him. But Gary Mar was like, we just need answers. There's no time to pamper ourselves. And she's like, I want the bath. You promised the bath. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> she just like she just she's going back and forth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they didn't even let her finish saying responsibilities. <laughs> yep, and she's like, "I just, I'm just relaxed now." 
I'm just relaxed. Now I remember distinctly this part. The, uh, in when they in the sub, he said something different. Yes, yes, he did. Tom, the precious source of eternal life. Oh. I'm the prize, bro. He the only mm. one who gets eyes on the prize. Yeah. But you know something she said here. So, like the girl said, uh, they thought it was Please. a fruit. It's actually a drink, based on that or water. True, but they also gave those bees a name too. Yes, they did. Hey, they're called the tongue center. Ensign, there it is.
So offer yourself, but you're gonna, but you're gonna be a, become a flower to this island. Pretty much. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> you think about that. It's very creepy. Wait, one of its blessings. Yes. So there's multiple. Stubborn. Many centuries ago, girl, you might you might have been right about that girl. Jeez, I mean, there could be that girl could be like in her a couple hundred years old. Yep. They both
He doesn't know the meaning of relaxed. Why do you say about by the bath such a big deal? Say that again. He said, "Why is a bath such a big deal?" He doesn't. Well, he yeah. He he said he didn't like water. Yeah, I remember that. So if he's never been in the bath, then of course he wouldn't understand the. The relaxing qualities of it. The one connection about this anime that nobody's really made connections with is, what is that? when you look at people's eyes. Mm-hmm. 
they've made similar they made characters' eyes similar whenever they when they show a type of uh, family relationship. Rewatching that, uh, rewatching that, the big thing I noticed is that when you hear him talk about, when you hear him talk about, when the tree talks about the history of the island, like you said earlier, you think I'm right, you think I have it right now, that the little girl has been in that island for hundreds of years. But then the tree says, this. I've lived here over a thousand years. So what is this island then? Are you telling me this is a people this island's a group of immortal people? I think it's more so like it's like those who have okay. If I'm breaking this down, the first thing okay. he said that was mind-boggling to me. He says that well, one he did confirm that he is one of the old, old men, mystic men that lives there. Mm-hmm. He did confirm the name of the village that she gets to. Yep. Those are the two okay. things, right? Yeah, he confirmed both of those. And then one of the things he said, those who were meant to be there, you know, he said he said those who are not meant to be there end up dead. Yeah, but there. But then he said there are those who are meant to be there. So that's that's another clue that I think has probably been overlooked. The second thing is the fact that like, that you pointed out that he did receive one of the gifts of the of the time. So are there multiple? Oh, are there multiple gifts along with the, in the elixir of life, or because he said he received one of the blessings? Which means he can regenerate. Which means he can live for. Which means he can live forever. Kind of, I say live forever, but as a tree. Yeah. So you're telling me once you go to elixir of life, you can ask for one of the blessings to take it, take it back with you, or is it going to be a blessing just for you? That's, huh? Because mm. that. That dichotomy kind of tells me now what the village wants, all the people they brought to this island in the first place. They want the others for life because they want it for their their own blessing. What If that's eternal life, if that's riches, if that's power, if that's whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. That's, that's hard to believe when... Like the tree said, when Tencent finds you, those are humans on the island, they ain't gonna let you leave. Which we do kind of see that in the in the Japanese next in the, the next episode. Correct. You see it in episode eight where the blind master and blonde haired dude and little and the girl find one of these things, find another version of this Tencent thing uh and it pretty much chases them down destroys them they bigger survive so that's the point of like they ain't leaving you ain't leaving alive you're gonna leave die in this island or we let you leave but you're gonna have to get you have to prove to us 
The other thing I noticed, and you know, I think really was... go, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I can save mine. I think the other thing I really noticed is that Getty Morrow says something about the little girl. How is the little girl so powerful, but she's just a like he says, he says how is she how is she so powerful, but she's a little girl. There's no way a little kid can punch that hard. Giving me the indication that I'm. Ex- Uh, I think me, last week you pointed out that she might be one of the Tengitsu. Yes. But if that's the case, is she just manifesting herself as a little girl? Or is she is that thing when I said she's part of the Tencent? Is she the manifestation of the Tencent? Because the other thing you notice when we meet the, we see the the two Tencent, the main two Tencent people making out on that tree, one has purple hair. The little girl, or the pink hair, the little girl has pink hair. But like you mentioned with the eyes, the eyes are similar to a point. Exactly. So, so there's like, there's similarities. Uh, what were you going to mention? I didn't mean to cut you off. And to go with what you're saying, the only thing that goes against the fact that she might be a Tengitsu is the fact that she still has a scar. Yes, and the and the other main ones don't. Mm-hmm. Because they have quote unquote perfect bodies, and blah blah blah. They're quote unquote perfect beings. They're perfect beings. So they're kind of saying they're the embodiment of a perfect human, with no blemishes, no scars, no nothing. Right. I, this is gonna be so interesting, and I, my other, I think my only other thing is like, I love now that we heard the English stories acting where the girl, uh, the ninja girl who knows ninjutsu says, "You won't be needing these." And she just throws them. Out. He throws that dude's glasses out. But then we didn't hear it in, in the Japanese right. version. They don't. She doesn't mention why. In English, she says, "You can't see all the power, the kind of power I have." So she doesn't want nobody right. to know that. She can do me too. But if you go back to an English version of when they fight the big the big dude with the one with the one eye cover with the one eye over the little mask thing that he's the guy, the big baby, the one that ate a lot of food and tried was always hungry. I remember Gavin Maru mm-hmm. said he said to her, Wait, you're ninjutsu? You can help me. And he already knew she had ninjutsu. Right. So he knew he had the power. Her, she had power. That's going to be an interesting fact when we finally see her fight along Gabimaru, or Gabimaru has we sh- they show off the power fully. We've only seen a tease of that. Um. Uh, <laughs> the. And then I have a question for you. What do you think about the tree saying, the tree says, hey, also, Tensing, when you die, you're offering yourself up. You're either, you're once you once you get killed by one of the Tensing things, you're offering yourself up to the land. 
but you come back as a beautiful flowers. What do you think about that? Because that kind of tells me you ain't, you have no choice in the matter. My thought is, it's kind of like, okay, I'm looking at it from a scientific point of view. It's kind of, if that island is a body, then those can get through are like the white blood cells. Uh-huh. So, so therefore, when, when, cause, cause they don't kill you, they just wound you and they throw you in there and, the and, and the rest of your life source becomes a time. Oh, it's kind of creepy. Like as soon as you come to the island, you, it's like a Venus flytrap. I'm going to lure you in here because I have something that you want. But at the same time, I'm going to use you when I, when I kill you and I, and I capture you, I'm going to use you to make more of what everybody comes to get. Uh, is there, everybody's coming to get him for it. So mm-hmm. to me, that I look like a Venus flytrap. That's a good comparison. But also, on top of that, it's a weird thing of it's a Venus flytrap, but it's also the allure of the story. I'm assuming that the people there they did they were doing this for knew the story already. And we know that because we've seen the pit, there's hundreds of people that from other expeditions that tried to find this thing and couldn't. But yet, mm. but yet you hear the girl, the ninjutsu girl go, This is only a story, right? This can't be real. You wouldn't, nobody in their right mind would do this. Well, no, but at least nobody ran there and do this, but there's something that, like you say, everybody wants. Right. Before I ask you this final question, is there any any other thing that else stands out for you from this episode, listening to it now in English? Oh, it's, it's really hard to say because I have no concrete proof. But I think the girl has something a little bit more closely related to the time rather than the Sengetsu. Because because the, the old old tree guy doesn't necessarily say about their relationship. He wants to keep that a secret. But although she's She's proven that now he does say that she was born on the island mm-hmm. and, and, and they're both hundreds of years old. Mm-hmm. So I think, so that girl is a bigger mystery. Actually, I thought she, you brought up a point. I, I thought she was part of the Tencent. She's part of that family. You know, what might be the thing that they're going for here? I think, but, She's the tree's daughter. That might be a bit of a stretch, but I I don't disagree. Because if they've lived for that long, I wonder, did he transfer some of his power to her? Mm. In the sense like, yeah, I, not through means of like, did he, did he, do the deed with another person on the island 
or maybe it was, but it was one person human, one person was the, the guardian. And he had her. He ended up passing away or turning into a tree, and then he protected her. And that's the thing he's not going to tell Daddy Maru. But I think the thing to remember is that they both say that they were born there. And then, and, but, and so if they've lived there for hundreds of years without the tension coming after them, then that means there's something about them that makes them belong there. So they have like the, they have like the immunity or the gene or whatever that would keep them from getting hurt. Right. Okay. Okay. So, my last question, as I'm asking this question, I hope you have Demon Slayer episode 8 pulled up. Um, or getting it up now, excuse me. Where do you think this goes from here now? Because we've seen, we've seen episode 8 of Hail's Paradise. We know what happened that. That was a story-driven episode with those characters. What do you think is next? Do we go deeper in the island? Do we learn more about the girl and the tree? Or is it a mix of both? Because I can see the mix of both, and I can see them doing the thing where we go deeper in the island, the girl stays with us with the tree's request, and then somehow we get to the point where we find something else out. So my prediction. So in the immediately next episode, I well, you know, the Japanese episode, episode mm-hmm. nine, I believe they're going to get attacked in that village, and you know that because we've seen all of our characters come come across the Tengetsu, except for our main characters. So yeah, I think they're about to get attacked in that village. Yes, they are. And 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 we. So we'll, I think we might see somebody die. Don't know who. Um, and then, and then we're going to see somebody's true strength and power. Mm. But later on, we're going to we're, we're going to get more of a mystery about the little girl because she's okay. the only enigma that we know of, right? And the other thing I think we're learning more about, and I think the thing I hope we get more, because we're getting a good story about this person. The other girl, the Nichichu girl, the one that can do Nichichu of water, she, throughout this episode, she goes back and forth like going along with Gabimaru, doing her own thing with the bath, the food, a couple other things, but going back and forth. But the whole time, she don't even trust the tree. And they're gonna kill the tree on the spot, but the tree even says, "I'm, I'm, I can, re- I, you know, I got the blessing from the other life. You really can't do much with me." Um, I think we get more of her story, not her story, but like I think we get more about her and the little girl. I think ending up, it's gonna be a bold claim. What I'm about to say, I think either she gets badly hurt or. Her monitor gets badly hurt. 
and that's and that's how. Strangely enough, I think her monitors are going to die. I think the monitor is going to survive. I think the tree guy might die. Ooh, wow. Okay. And do you think the tree will tell him the reason why him and the girl are tied together so well as he's dying? No, I think he's just going to tell you I need to protect her at all costs. Okay. All right. It's interesting now that we're going back to this episode because I wanted to do this because there was no new episode, but I also think hearing these English, the English voice acting kind of gives the idea of what they're trying to convey. And they're conveying it through very interesting means. And the one thing you brought up, they do a lot of stuff with facials, facial reactions, facial, visual, visual reactions. But you see the one thing they use a lot of, and it's not something you see a lot of anime much, is eyes. Everybody's eyes are used in certain ways. Like, Gagmaro, when he turns back to the little girl after she grabs his cloak or his, like, outfit, and she kind of yeah, looks at her, like, with the one eye, like, opened wide, he's like, Okay, you're not a bad kid. I like you. Or just like uh, Sigury, like looking at Gagmaru, kind of like he's gotten, he's softened his heart. He's not, as, he's respectful. He's gotten used, he's, got, he's gotten better. The whole, I, I think the whole facials and the body language has gotten really good. I know what you think about that. Yes. No, I am in total agreement of that. The, the facial expressions are starting to give more uh, more of a, more give more of our characters thoughts and emotions like they just the just over the anime that we've seen just recently we've mm-hmm. seen a nice evolution in facial expressions yeah we have we have and i i i i wonder what this next episode is going to be because they delayed it a week maybe for reasons of they just wanted to make sure it was paused perfectly or whatever, I'm really intrigued because now we might get a bunch of story. Um, I am curious. Very. But Especially after coming off of a, of a of hiatus, is going to be. It's going to be very curious. Yeah, off a hiatus is going to be super interesting to see how they pick this up now. And they, now you left us with, you had it left us with a, like a character story beat. Do you go back to big plot stuff, or do you do another character story beat? Do you, go, you know, they've kind of done that. Speaking of character story beats, I know this is going to be a this is that was a pretty good transition. We're going into another episode. My word, Demon Slayer, you have tugged at the heartstrings a couple times already. You tugged again. Why are you making these sad character episodes? We've already had one with we had one with uh, Giyu or Ginya. Now we're going to have one with Mauricio. Oh, man. I admit, this episode was a little confusing when they introduced his brother. Yes, it was. A little bit confusing. A little bit confusing. Yes. Hopefully, we're watching a second time. I'll gather a little bit more understanding. Not to mention, bouncing questions off of you will definitely definitely be good. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you that I, I hope you have that ready. I'm gonna give three, two, one, and then we'll get going. Prepare yourselves because this episode not as sad as when they did uh 
the the Win Hosher and his brother, but it gets pretty sad. So hope you're ready for a very interesting story. So three, two, one, let's go. Okay, I don't know how he did that. That's the one thing I'm like. Ooh-wee. I want to be able to pull all those news out of my body. Because <laughs> they look sharp. They do look they sharp. That's them. You know what? That mm-hmm. is a really good question, and I don't think I would want to know the answer. About? I love how sure has a flexible sword, right? Yeah. So how does she get her sword back into his, his sheath? They actually talk about that in one of the... I forget the when she's introduced. I don't think when she's like fully introduced the first time around. Early in the season, but I think it's after like when she's first starts getting the fight. If you watch the way to the end, they do like the little cartoon cutscene things after the credits, and they mention the fact that it takes forever. It's not a normal katana; it kind of has to fold into her, her uh, guard, which is actually kind of weird. Well, that's definitely better than what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know what. There's only a few things that make a that things go from soft to hard, and she is a love hosher, so yeah. At this point, where's his brother at? He looks like an only child right now. 
I think the brother's off doing something. They don't mention why the brother's not around with the mother. What is going on? I will say one thing. I would not be going to Rainstorm to go get herbs. Oh, no. Ain't no way. I mean, I get it. Ain't you on a mountainside? I'm not surprised. He's the only one honoring his parents' death. Yeah. Jeez, he's eleven. You we true. I forget they have similar names. <laughs> That's the problem with that. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You really just said compassion is not a good thing for Wow. The... Oh, God. Now, how many things do you have to experience that as a kid to have that type of mental aspect? Don't say that about your own mother. He talks about his dad the same way. I did say it was weird if he went out during a storm, but it's also your wife. I don't blame the man. In those times, I mean, of course, if you was really in love, you would do all that you can. Correct. Meaning his name means meaningless. I did not know that the first time I read it. It really doesn't. It really doesn't, but he was I, trying to discourage his brother from being stupid. Oh, uh, okay. The head of the Demon Slayer's wife. One of his wives. I think it's his. It's his, it's only his wife. His only wife. The other two, the other two girls are his kids. I do mention that. Oh wow! So the two girls you see at the beginning, like family. season one, is those his little those little kids. 
That sound design for that is amazing. You got more. I'm glad to be in that fully artist studio. Wow. No, hearing this the second time, you know how many times you try to tell family members they need to take a rest and need to take a break? That's exactly what he was trying to do. He was trying to tell his mom. He kept coming back. You guys arm slides off. Bro, and then a splat sound effect on the wall.
He snapped. I don't know if any of our listeners have ever been into a blood rage, but man, I don't wish that on nobody. Nope. His blood rage. She. Well, I saw this the first time. She took on a demon. Yes, he took on a demon with no Nitrin sword. It held him down longer. Yeah. What were you about to say? Yeah, like him doing that at his age and just like not even not not just because he want not because he had to, because he wanted to protect his brother. After your brother protected you. There's a saying for meaningless. It's for infinity. Mm-hmm. For infinite strength. Yep. I, I love the colors on that when he does that, when they show that move off the first time. Ooh. Right? They did that so cool. Well, the boy saved. When they when he started talking, I'm like, oh, he's not dead. He can kill him. So happy. <laughs> Yeah, but he's dying. He is dying. You cut him up so much. And Hanazuka's like, I don't care. I'm going to finish this sword. 
Right. Nope. Yeah, here. Uh, something about those marks. Yep. That's disgusting. Right back to it. He's not in the right mind. You're crazy. Right. What are you talking about? Calamari, <laughs> anybody? His new sword. Oh, I love that color. Ooh. Look at that blue. My word. Jeez, this is
My word. So, oh, in this part, is he like? Talking from his brother's point of view, like everything he thinks his brother wished for. I think so. Or were, or were those his last words? Probably his last. Probably last words, more or less. Where do we want to start with that? Because this episode, they tell an amazing story between a family, mom, dad, and two brothers. Twin brothers, for that matter. So we start off learning a... And we start off seeing that Marichiro gets out the bubble. He sees Kutetsu hurt and the fish claw thing coming after him. Then we get an automatic flashback to his father saying, you know, saying father and all that. They're woodworkers. This does so good about, oh, he, he loves his mom. He wants to help his mother as much as he can. He cares for others. He cares for other people. He show, they show that Marichiro has a good heart. And his dad has the same kind of heart. He will do anything for his wife, going out of the middle, middle of a storm to try to get herbs to to make her feel better. But the twin brother is like, why did he do that? What's the purpose? You shouldn't, you shouldn't care about others. You just care about yourself. There's more important things than doing that. I love the dichotomy. Which was his attitude to the beginning of the of the season, too. Correct. Mauricio didn't care about other people. He kind of was like, I just, I do with my own strength. I do with, with my own ability. I don't have a reason to help people. But then they flipped this on its head so quick because you see the master's wife, the head of the Demon Slayer Corps, his wife, come to their house, say, y'all could be great swordsmen. And then Mauricio's like, we could do this. We could actually be great sword. We're part of a great sword in the family. And the older brother's like, the other brother's like, why? There's no reason. We don't need to be doing this. We need to survive and just be better. You know, be with each other and do our thing. And and the whole time he's just telling his brother, get up. You're, you know, you're not, you're, I'm gonna make you stronger. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna force you to do better. And through a lot of things like the log falling on him, and he just told him to get up and all that kind of stuff. But the old, the other brother's breaking point, Uritro's breaking point was during their cooking dinner. He's saying all this stuff, and he, 
I know what you thought about this, but I love the sound design in this. Where as he's chopping that onion, you hear it get you hear the like he's getting angrier and angrier. So they make the the chops louder and louder and louder, and finally he's just like, you know, he just goes off, and he says, "Stop talking." He's like, "Stop talking." Why do you want to do this? What's the purpose? Why do you want to help people? Why do you care? Um. Uh, what is the last? You know, what is? We just have just make dinners. We're not, we're not gonna talk about it anymore. What do you think about all that? And that's just like the first like ten minutes. Because I think that was so powerful, man. So. It really was, and I really do have to hand it to the to the sound engineers and the sound effect guys and the Foley artists. They really put a lot of time into that. Oh, absolutely. You know, just, you know, so you can see the frustration building. And I mean, and, it, and it's such an impactful moment just that, you know, you have to, people don't really give enough credit to the sound people or the things that, you know, everybody wants to pay attention to the actors and what they're saying. But you, but nobody really pays attention to the atmosphere that's being set by the music and the tone. Like my favorite sound effect was the splat after his brother's arms got got cut off and it hit the wall. Because yeah. if I heard a splat like that, knowing it was my arm, I would freak the freak out. And he's he's screaming. His brother's screaming in pain. He's literally screaming in pain. But I think that literally that. That shows that also shows one thing that was the turning point in the episode because they're fall they're asleep. Mauricio gets up to get some water from this like little well thing that they have in the middle of the room and he drinks out of it. He sees the demon, the demon starts talking and just kind of like, You're weak, you're not, you're nothing, I'm gonna destroy you, and all this kind of stuff. His brother, out of pure just, I need to protect my brother, drives in front of him, gets his arm chopped off. You hear the splat noise against the wall. You hear Maritro, you hear Utro screaming in pain. And all you hear Maritro say is, brother, brother, brother. And they get backed into a corner. So, yeah. Do you, do you would you agree in the saying that humans are a type of animal? Not saying that we are animals, but just a type of animal. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So, any animal, if you put them in, if you back them into a corner where where they can't run, what do you think they're gonna do? Fight. It's the old fight. And at at that moment, yeah, it's the old fight or flight dichotomy. Do you fight or do you fly away? So it's like, uh. The thing is, with this whole situation, so that he's back in the corner, and Mauricio was just kind of like, all at that moment, all I saw was red. He had this violent rage. He was so mad to the point where he was just like, I'm going to just, do, I'm just going to fight. I don't care. And then they don't show us the battle, which usually I'll be like, yeah, that's bad. You didn't show us the battle. But in this case, you didn't have to. Because you gave us the visual of like he's in a rage, he's gone crazy, and he's just at the end of you see all these like gardening tools and like wood tools and everything. He's holding an axe. He has pretty much 
Um, he is pretty much he blacked out and went to a rage. Yeah, blacked out, went to a rage, and destroyed this demon without any, like you said, in the end, we're watching the episode Nitrian Sword. And he waited till the sun came out to let this demon burn. But then all he could think about after doing that was going back to his brother. Not calling for help. Not even going to try to find help. Going back to his brother and being at his brother's side. I have to... And that's when his brother gives his final... Final words. Absolutely. I have to ask you this. What do you think about them doing that? Because that's... That's insane to me when you you show us a brother who don't really care for anything. Then the brother saves their life. But then in the end, the other brother, the Utrecht just had to fight back. What do you think about that? They they made a good, their arc here was so good. And we're not even to the end of it yet. There's still a little bit more left. But what do you think about just the, when he finally has to build that rage to fight that demon? Would you have, would in most people, would most people do that at that, that, at that moment? Because I would think in most people, if you saw something like that, you're running for the hills. But that's what I mean. He put him and he backed him into a corner. I mean, if you back anything or anybody into a corner to where they have to fight, I mean, you at that point, you either are too afraid to move mm-hmm. or or you're going to fight. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's really, I mean... Let's just be honest. I don't think anybody in truth would know what they would do if they came up into a similar situation. Oh, absolutely I mean, not. Even I don't know what I would do if I was put in Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You're right about that. But, but I think the most impactful part of that whole scene is that after, as he's coming back into the house, he's struggling, and he hears his brother. His brother's not necessarily talking to him, but his brother... He's using the last of his energy to say a prayer for his brother. That's why I thought you know, that like was. He, he, yeah, I thought that was a prayer. To God, to Buddha. Yeah, because that was his first word. He said to God or to Buddha. He like He's literally just crying out to whoever the this deity is. is. Like, dude, I don't yeah. care who you are or, any, or anything. Just hear me. You know, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. was the most impactful to me. But on top of that, he says to God or to Buddha, I have a kind-hearted brother. If if anything, don't punish him. Punish me. If anything... Amen. Take hey, how many gospel songs are made by <laughs> Take me away. Do anything to me, but don't hurt my brother. Basically saying, I messed up. I was wrong. But yet... He's the better man. That is something you wouldn't normally do in an anime where they're like, I messed up. He's the better man. I should have listened. And I pushed my brother too far. At that point, the one thing I loved about this, I know what you thought. You see his, you reach his bloody hand. You see Marichiro's bloody hand, and they're just holding hands as he continues to talk. Not to Marichiro, but to whoever he's talking to. It kind of tells you he still cares. Right. 
his brother, even though his brother was such not a great person to him. He was an ass, let's be honest. But he was only at, looking at it from adult eyes, you see that he was really trying to do all he could to protect his brother. Correct. I mean, like, I'm sure we all have a friend or know somebody who's, like, kind of sheltered and they're really, really nice to people. And mm-hmm. and it's like you want to, you know, you want to do all that you can to protect that person, even if it means being nasty towards other people or even them. But in their mind, this is what they have to do to protect them. Correct. So, but then I'll, then, I'll go one, then I'll go one step further because I, I don't know what you thought this, but I love this. Then, and I and I thought about this as we're watching. So we've seen all these visions now. We've seen all these visions. We've seen three. And remember in episode, I forget which episode it was, when we first met Richaro, remember the first vision he got was about the about the master, the head of the Demon Slayer Corps, and the wife. Let and I'm I'm gonna do this piece, I'm gonna do piecemeal this, so give me a second. So we see the wife here. She camps in the house a couple different times to talk to the boys. We then we see the vision of him thinking about the master and his wife when he's out and up, he's out, he's been hurt, he's been damaged, all that kind of stuff. Then we see another vision of him thinking about his dad. Then we see another vision thinking about Tondra. I'm gonna give you this. What is this vision here when we sit when they are they're holding hands and they're bloodied and the brother, his brother's about to die. I'm wondering the the second vision that's supposed to connect to this is the one where the wife comes, finds Richiro, gets him, takes him back to the Demon Slayer Corps. The head of the Demon Slayer Corps says, you'll figure out your past. You, it'll, it'll clear up eventually. He's just laying there in a comatose state. I'm wondering if that's supposed to connect with this. Because this made sense. Now this makes sense of why he, they saw potential in him. But they could also heal him and make him better. I don't know I, if I'm. I don't think you're too far off the truth. I would agree. I would agree with that wholeheartedly, because they do kind of mention in previous episodes that he does have amnesia. Correct. And you know, I would, I would think that as a child, if you suffer so much like Suffering. that, then you go into a coma. <laughs> your body and mind have probably repressed that memory into it, so you, so you had amnesia that way. Correct. So I'm thinking they're connecting these visions back to when he started with Demon Slayer Corps. Mind you, mm. and mind you, this is from the manga, so I'm, this is not spoiler. This is actually something the mangaka mentions, which is the person who wrote the manga. He says that Ritro at this point, from where we are right now, he's 14. He had the Hashira in three years. He's the youngest Hashira of all the Demon Slayers. Also, he's the same age as Tanjiro, Mizitsu, and Inosuke. Think about that for a second. So this man... been through it. (laughs) Yes, he has. So, my thing is, he... He's gotten to the to the one of the high, the highest rank in the in the in Demon Slayer Core through all this strength, all this trauma, 
and yet he's one of the best at what he does. But now he had to figure out how to be helpful and a kind person. And actually asking for help. He's, he has to learn how to be himself. Correct. Then this episode goes from that vision to the fact he gets out, he sees the little tree, he sees the fish craw things, and he atta- and he finally attacks them to get the little boy out of there. So he gets he gets Kutetsu out of there. Kutetsu says, "I'm you know I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Go save uh, Hanazuka and my you know them." So then we cut to the demon. The demon's still playing with his food, which I thought this was a nice touch. He's still playing with he's still playing with Hanazuka. He's still playing with the other guy. He could have killed him at any point. But he goes, he goes, you know what? Nothing's gonna hurt you. So I'm gonna hurt your friend. Maybe that make, that'll make you stop. And by the time he tries to get to that dude, you see Maritro come up behind him and almost slash his neck. I love how they did that. I also love all the colors and the and the pal- the palettes they used for this these these last couple scenes. They were so beautiful and so well done. And also, you heard this the foliage for this from this this back half part was really good. Like some of the foliage they did for like the sword slashing and the pincers and amazing. What did you think about? The demon saying, you know what? I can't stop you, but if I kill your friend, you'll stop. Not knowing, he says later, why is he continuing? This is a fool's errand. Well, the funny thing is that in in the midst of all that, he kind of applauds himself for for not recognizing that the, that he was coming. Because he was so focused and trying to distract one guy. Correct. It was, but, you know, it's like, okay, like I see where you're going with this, but <clears throat> I don't think if he would have actually killed the other guy, that, it that the samurai would have stopped. Mm-hmm. It, and then yeah. to round to round all this off, so he Moritro saves the the not Hanazuka, the other dude. The other dude gives him the sword he made. By the way, that sword looks amazing in the light. The light blue color with the with the engraving and everything. Whew. Good job on that. But then he says, I was just following instructions from a former swordsmith. And then they cut to a flashback of the former swordsmith who cared about Maritro, knowing what Maritro has been through, which is some beautiful touch because he was like a father figure. To Marichiro. He's had he, more than one five father figure, which is great. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. But then he the old man goes, who's a swordsman, goes, I, I, I can't stop worrying about you. I want to relax, I want to rest, I want to relax, but I can't stop worrying about you. But I'll I'll continue to worry about you because you know you're something's off about you. So he deeply cared. And I love when they cut back. You hear Marujo say, I'm sorry for making you worry. But right now, I'm going to use my infinite strength to help others. That made it 
that just turned the corner and said he's back to being himself. In mm-hmm. one fell swoop. I and then we have this like kind of not battle, but like the start of the battle. So we see him using misbreeding foot fifth form to get so close to the demon where he chops his neck. He kind of cuts his neck, and the demon's like, "You how the how the world did you cut my neck? I didn't even see you." And it's just like mm-hmm. he is so focused now. He says, I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to finish you off. The next slash I take, you're going to be dead. And it ends right there. My word. Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer, you can't do much better than that. you given us. And yet, I can hear the. I heard the directors and the producers saying, oh, yeah, just wait till you see the end of the season. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'll say this right now. You cannot tell me this anime is mid. You cannot tell me this anime is mid. Because I know what a lot of people are going to say. It's just a bunch of action. You are very, very wrong. It's not a bunch of action with just pretty colors. It has... Good storytelling. So all those, is, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, please. I, I, I don't want to go into all the people who are saying it's mid, though. So, so all the people that are saying it's mid, you can be mad at me for all you want to, but that just shows how deep you really are, which is actually very shallow. If you can't look past and actually understand and put yourself in a position of the emotions of these people, then you have no emotional depth. I said it. I said what I said, and I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna take it back. Because I said while they're watching this, I get why the father went out in a storm and find herbs for his wife. But I also get why Richo's like, that was kind of stupid. Why would you do that? You should have been back here, just you know, being being inside the house, being protected. But at the same time, he tells his brother earlier, and after that. You, mom, my dad, mom, and you are too optimistic. You have too much optimism. Which is kind of funny. That is a type of myth. Yeah. And I I think it's interesting. They talk about optimism like that's a thing. People are off. There's a lot of people who are very optimistic about things. Maybe to a detriment at times, but it's just the way they are. Yeah, I I love that because that made him feel like he was he was the better brother, but he also cared more. Exactly. Which makes me wonder what kind of swordsman his brother would have been. That's the other thing. That's the other thing I, I, I kind of thought myself. Because he even says we're from a live swordsman, which is a tease for something later down the road we get to see in, I think, not this arc, but later arc. A later arc. So I think it's something that they do a very good job with. And here's my other thing you already said it. If you can't see this for a better story, it's shallow. You're very shallow. 
and I'm and I'm usually not the kind of person to be like mm-hmm. I, I'm not the usual kind of person to say like people are very shallow when they can't see something within a story. But Demon Slayer is not just a straight up shonen fight anime. If it was and there was no story behind it, I would agree with you. But you just gave us two stories within the last two episodes. Last three, technically. From when Mother's Day happened to now. Of just emotional buildup for Kenya. The demon we just saw last episode, which was the one that absorbed the other two other versions of that demon. And now this episode. You cannot tell me that they they haven't thought this through. They've absolutely thought this through. So much so. Yes. I think they understand what they're trying to tell. I agree. Before I ask you your rating for this episode, I'm going to bring up one thing. What do you want to see next from this? Because now we have two fights starting. We have the fish, upper rank five, and Murichiro. The uh, uh, Love Hashira, the rest of the gang against the, that team that has the four drums around him. Do we just intercut between both fights, or are we sticking to one fight for a bit? You know, I'm really conflicted because I really I, I want to see more action, but I've also heard that the Love Hashira story is just worse than everybody. So I I know I know a little about her, I know a little bit about her backstory because I've read it, but I've heard they talk people have talked about it before from the manga. Right. If we get that story in this episode. We're gonna have three just sad, sad stories, and she is probably the most sad of the three. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. All right, Chris, I'm gonna ask you, what do you give this episode, and why? I give it a seven point six. Ooh, okay. Explain. Uh, the only reason is because I would have liked to have seen how hard he went on that demon without having a Nitrin sword. I really would like to have seen that. Like, seriously. Like, like honestly, that could have been one of the most expensive scenes that they put out along with Tondra going ham. Because this dude took down a whole demon as a kid, young kid, with no nutrient sword and, and and I mean he had stakes in in his body, he had a, a boulder over his head. Like seriously? Mm-hmm. I dare y'all rob us of that. <laughs> but other than that, everything else in this episode was golden. Okay. Okay. I totally <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna say Seven, seven, six, seven point six. I totally agree with you. For them, for with everything, I would have loved to see that in in motion. I don't know if they were gonna make the if they showed it would have made the season would that would have made that episode longer. I think just showing the blip of it gives us the understanding how strong he is and how determined he is, 
But it's the same problem that had in Hell's Paradise, where the first fight we ever saw in Hell's Paradise was a bit, was a quick Gary Morrow beating that dude. We didn't see much of it, but we saw a glimpse of his power. The next fight we saw was a full-on fight. Here's the thing, though. We've already seen him fight this demon a little bit already before he got his clear mind. So we know how strong he is without the clear mind. Now we're going to really see, after we saw the flashback and everything, what he can do with a clear mind and an infinite strength, as he said. And that's going to be epic. Right. So I'm not too, I'm not too, I'm not too upset not seeing it. I do agree that we should have seen it, but they've already gave us the first part of the fight when he was already out of it. Now the last, now we're at the back half of the fight. Now we're trying to figure out what's going on. I'm gonna say this: if you haven't started watching Demon Slayer, I implore you to, because it's one of the this season has probably been one of the better seasons for storytelling. In, De- in all the Demon Slayer seasons so far. For storytelling, character development, one of the best. And I don't think it's gonna it's gonna get hot, it's gonna get more epic as we get through the end of this. I agree. I, I and I I I I, uh, I love you, Infotable. Stop pulling our heartstrings, please. The more you pull out our heartstrings, the more I'm like, I feel, for, I feel for these characters. I like them too much. It's just like you've you've actually done the character development thing because you didn't do the character development. You just showed us this giant fight, just a couple of these fights without any character development. It would be weird. But at the same time, I really don't. It feels like I don't want to see this character development because I'm just like, I don't want to know. I would rather be ignorant. Right. But the more I know, the more I feel like I care. Which is that's the point. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I do thank you for watching. I hope you did enjoy. Thank you for listening as well. We'll be back next Tuesday. We're gonna do a special episode, like I said. We're gonna be talking about a little bit before we get into the episode, we're gonna talk about Akon, how that weekend went. We're both excited about going this weekend. Um, and then we're going to get into probably two episodes that we're both looking forward to episode nine of hell's paradise and episode nine of demon slayer. And now they're on the same episodes. That's going to be a, that's going to be an end, kind of interesting. They're finally equal because hell's paradise took a week off. This is going to be a, we're at the, fi- yeah. we're at the home stretch. We're at the home stretch, the final third. Of the season, it's gonna be a very wild ride. I'm, I hope I hope you're ready for it, and I hope you're gonna enjoy it. Chris, I do thank you for being on here with me tonight, this evening. My pleasure. And ladies and gentlemen, I'll be here for him next time. See you later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.